Today we check in with the Touring Car Masters on Inside Motorsport. Steve Mason joins us on the line and Steve, uh, a fresh engine for you ahead of Darwin should uh, get the Camaro pumping along quite nicely with one of the longest straights in Australian motorsport ahead of you at the Darwin circuit. Craig, uh, yes, we've, um, we've freshened the engine up uh, for Darwin, we've, the, uh, we've dropped the first round and uh, with the intention of uh, freshening the engine and uh, it should be off the dyno this Saturday hopefully and uh, hopefully uh, we'll find some better numbers and, and uh, give it a little bit more oomph. Now you're running a Camaro SS 69, you've got a 66 fastback Mustang nearing completion, how far is it till that one gets out on the track? Well hopefully uh, in the next three or four weeks we'll, uh, we'll have the engine in the car um, Hercules competition engines at uh, Campsie and Sydney are doing the, the Windsor for us. He's the same guy that does the uh, the Chev for me, and uh, he's promised me that it'll be ready in around about three or four weeks. So the car is 95% finished. Tony Black in Melbourne has has done the chassis and uh, all the stuff work down there for me, and we're just waiting on uh, Hercules to finish the engine. So three to four weeks, we should be ready for testing. Mm. Now you've got. Uh, a Camaro, you've got a Mustang, and also there's a Datsun 1600 in the fleet as well. That's quite a mixture of cars. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a sport of uh, fun there. Um, I built the Datsun originally uh, about oh, probably 10 years ago, I guess. Uh, I had a son that uh, wanted to start racing and couldn't afford to race, so we thought, well, the, uh, the ideal way to go would be a Datsun 1600, supposedly ultra-reliable, um, and I'll say supposedly because it's like anything you stretch that elastic band it will eventually break so we've uh, we've stretched the elastic band on the on the Datsun many times and, and had a few failures and uh, you know I, I really do think that uh, in hindsight if we'd have just built the Mustang 10 years ago it probably would have been more economical in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting car though because most people who rally cut their teeth on a Datsun 1600 or variation thereof, 180B and the like. It has a, a great pedigree on dirt. Not too many people realise how many road races they did do. Yeah, well, we, uh, you know, we, we, we mulled around what, what sort of car that he should start in. And uh, um, I remembered uh, years ago uh, listening to an interview with uh, somebody who was interviewing Steve Johnson and uh, he said that his first race car was Datsun 1600. Well, my son uh, spoke to my son about that, and uh, he said, Dad, I'd love a Datsun 1600. So we thought that it would be a good economical way to start. Of course, they're, uh, they've got a, a good reputation in the, in the forest and whatnot. And uh, anyway, look, it turned out to be a great little car to learn on. Absolutely fantastic. I drove it quite a few times and had a lot of fun in it. And uh, we've still got it. I've got another son who wants to start racing in the next year or so, so we'll probably start him and we'll probably get it, the Datsun ready for him in about a year or two's time and he can start and learn in the Datsun and we're not going to get rid of it. We'll, um, we'll keep it and let the other son uh, learn in that as well. Mm. Now, the Touring Car Master Series has really progressed over the last particularly four, four years where it's become a category that honours tradition but allows guys like yourself and, and others to mix it with some of the superstars of Australian motorsport. How have you found that marriage of well-known drivers and new drivers merging together? Well, well let's just 
step back a little and, and say uh, historic motor racing in Australia is where it all started. If we all go back to Appendix J, uh, historic touring cars, uh, I started racing around oh, 15 or so years ago, I suppose, in historic touring cars. Fantastic series. But really, the cars became quicker and quicker and quicker uh, with a little bit more technology. But they weren't prepared to upgrade the brakes. They weren't prepared to upgrade some of the uh, mechanical componentry. And, of course, there was a lot of failures. And so that's, that's how the uh, Touring Car Masters sort of uh, evolved from historic touring cars. Um, and then, of course, we started this series called the Bianchi Touring Car Series oh, some seven or eight years ago, I, I think it was. And, and it, then now it's evolved to the Touring Car Masters, uh, from 2007 on, it's been called the Touring Car Masters. And, um, of course, now we're allowed to use four-wheel disc brakes, uh, incorporating alloy calipers, which, of course, you can't do in historic touring cars. Um, we're allowed to use an alloy head. Uh, it's a controlled alloy head. Um, and we're allowed to use a uh, any four-speed gearbox. So, of course, everybody seems to be running the Tex Racing NASCAR dog box, which is unbreakable. I mean, when you start using these better componentry, um, the cost goes down. The initial cost is greater, but of course the running costs drop because you're not breaking gearboxes all the time, you're not breaking diffs, you're not breaking rotors and calipers and things like that. They do last a lot longer. Makes for much better racing, much safer racing. Mm. Because you also have looked at the safety of the cars and you have allowed upgrades particularly to those safety aspects as well. That's right, and that's right. Now, since we've done all that, we've, uh, we've had interest from the likes of Johnny Bow, Jimmy Richards, or Glenn Seaton's coming on board this year. Uh, we've had Andrew Badecki come back. Uh, you know, th- th- there's all sorts of guys uh, uh, that probably didn't want to go historic touring car racing purely because of the fact that there were too many failures. And of course, in, in our opinion, they weren't safe enough with their old cast iron calipers and uh, and whatnot. So now that we've allowed the brake upgrades and the car masters, you've got the lights of the Jimmy Richards and the John Bowers. They're interested. They want to come back and race with us guys. We love it. We love it. We feel we can mix it up with those guys. Uh, you've got the likes of Brad Tilly, Cameron Tilly, myself, Gavin Bullis, and, uh, and there's a few other guys I've probably forgotten, Alistair McLean and uh, a few other guys. I mean, we all mix it up for these guys. We have a ball. We, we love racing against those guys. We, we grew up um, as, as the Richards and the, the Bows and all those sort of guys. They were all our heroes uh, as kids, and, uh, well, not so much as kids, but as adults. And, of course, uh, now we're really enjoying being able to race with them. I guess one of the critical things for the Touring Car Masters is that whilst you're respecting the history and allowing safety and and upgrades to make it cost effective to race these cars you haven't lost the spectacle because your cars fit on the circuits because the circuits were designed pretty much when the cars were designed which is one of the current problems with modern racing cars they're built for today racing on tracks you pretty well hit the nail on the head there i mean most of our circuits were were designed many many years ago and uh, most of the fans grew up watching the older cars, the older silhouettes um, running around the Mustangs and the Camaros and Monaros and, and GD Falcons and the like. And, uh, I mean, the circuits in Australia, uh, our cars, you know, they, they just love racing on these circuits. You go back to Bathurst, I mean, 
there's no better place to put our cars than at Bathurst. What a fantastic track. GT Falcons, Camaros, Monaros, Tiranas. I mean, it all fits well, doesn't it? Mm. But you can pass, you can race nose to tail side by side, and the, it's no excuses for not being able to do that but for the skill and assiduity of the driver. Uh, well, you might notice in our category, uh, we do uh, we have a lot of passing, uh, you know, because of the, uh, the different uh, models that are in our category. Uh, you've got GT Falcons and Tiranas, like you've got six cylinders and V8s, and there's a few four cylinders sprinkled in there as well. I mean, so there's a lot of passing, um, a lot of good clean passing too. We don't bang too many panels. It does happen, but uh, you know, generally the, the guys respect each other's cars. It's it's really great racing. We have the Touring Car Masters. When do we have a Supercar Masters series tacking on for those early years of the V8 series and V8 supercars? Is that the next logical step in his, in historic styles of racing? Well, I guess I guess it probably is, but I really haven't thought too much about that. We uh, we we gender we love what we're doing, and uh, um, I think that our series will be around for a long, long time. The fans certainly love it. Uh, the old cars are, are classic, and uh, they'll be here to stay. I'm not so sure that the modern cars will be around forever. There's, there's, uh, they don't have the classic. Um, they don't seem to have that historic classic feel about them. So I'm, I'm not sure whether they they will they will go the way that we have in the future. I'm just not so sure about that. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.